Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to our first show of the week and Monday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Elliot will produce today. A lot is going on. Super Bowl is coming up. Uh, Gator lacrosse starts this week. Gator softball starts its season this week. There are district tournaments in boys basketball, regionals in girls high school basketball. Let's start with the boys. We're going to talk to Newberry's coach, Patrick Green, as the district tournaments get set to start around the area. Coach, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Steve, man, thanks for having me, man. And if I can say, man, um, it's such a pleasure to finally to get a chance to be on your show. I've always admired all the other high school coaches who have a chance, man, to be on your show. So I, I thanks for the opportunity. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and we're, and we're glad to have you. If folks haven't seen your team, give us a thumbnail of your team, what's gone right for you, and, and what you like about your team. You know, I would say probably uh, the staple of our team, man, is just a scrappy, hard-working team. Um, guys that are just relentless. If I can be honest, man, um, season has not gone the way that we've drawn it up uh, completely. Uh, we had to play a lot of young guys due to uh, injuries and things of that nature, man. But I just say that this team is a team that fights hard. You know, it, it's amazing, though, if you've had those injuries, those you had to count in those young players. It looks like they've stepped up, done a pretty nice job for you. Absolutely, they have um, had some great contributions uh, from some freshmen. Uh, Jawan Scipio and Caleb Woods are, are two freshmen that come to mind who just really kind of carried the load uh, during that time when we had some guys out. How do you approach postseason? Because, I mean, th- I think there's a lot of ways to look at it. Hey, we've had a good regular season. Let's just build on that. Or, hey, everybody, I don't care if it's the worst team, everybody's zero and zero. How do you approach that? Um, absolutely. Same way. Everybody's zero to zero. Um, you know, I just kind of look at it as little things become big when you don't take care of them. So right now, man, we're just really trying to take care of those little things. Uh, and hopefully they don't come back and bite us uh, in the postseason. Patrick, where do you think your team's gotten better the most from the start of the season to now? Um, you know, I think defensively we, we've uh, tried to put an emphasis on that. We've um, you know, just try to be relentless in our efforts on defense and just, once again, taking care of the little things. And playing as a team, I would say, is probably the biggest thing that we've accomplished uh, from the start to now. Now, if I'm wrong here, tell me, in the tournament, you get a you get a bye, you play the winner of Union County Bell, I think, which is either today or tomorrow. Uh, if you've played, for the folks who are listening, if you've played those teams before, what can you expect from them? Well, Steve, you know, this year, man, it is has been different than years past uh, where we do not have to play our district uh, schedule. Right. Um, and, in fact, we have not played any of those teams wow, this year. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a unique um, situation. Well, I, I take that back. We did play Bell, but we have not played Union or Hawthorne this year. Uh, and I guess I'm going to end with two things here. Um, from a coaching philosophy, Patrick, when you get a kid, What's the first couple of things you try to instill in that kid to make him fit into what your philosophy is with, with, with the way you do things? You know, we just 
just look for kids who are good kids, um, you know, come from good backgrounds and things like that always helps. But just just working hard, you know, at a school like Newberry, you know, we don't get the five-star athletes or anything like that walking in our hallways. Uh, most of the time we just get athletic kids who come fresh off the football field and we try to turn them into a basketball player the best way that we can. So I would just say a hardworking kid, man, that um, loves the game and, and is willing to work hard and be a good teammate. You know, back in the day, I coached baseball there a long time ago, and I can remember when Coach Bass was there, you know, the football program was established. But in basketball, you guys did a pretty nice job there. Is there a, uh, what's the word I want to use, like a culture now that's being built with both, you know, boys and girls basketball there? You know, Steve, honestly, not to dodge that question, I, we have to give all honor to God on that one, man. We, we try our best. Um, you know, to try to establish that culture. But nowadays with the subculture of kids transferring out and, yeah. you know, things of that nature, it's really, really tough to kind of build your culture the way you want to. But, you know, we, we try our best to build it there. And so far it's been working for us. Wish you luck uh, in, in your district tournament here, Patrick. And I appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. You got it, Patrick. Thank you. I love the honest answer. And you know what? Uh, Coach Green's right. It. I mean, it, it's harder now to do that because you don't know from one year to the next who you're going to have because kids in high school can freely transfer. And I think that's, a, that, that's an under-the-radar thing that's happened in that sport. You can get really good uh, or, you know, vice versa if, you, if you're on the wrong end uh, of that spectrum. So uh, interesting point that Coach made there. But we want to thank Patrick for being with us here. We'll talk to two other uh, coaches today uh, whose teams will be involved in boys' district tournament action as well. Later in the week, we're going to talk to some of the girls' basketball coaches that are involved in regional play. So uh, we look forward to that. In the meantime, until uh, we get our next guest, we will open the phone lines for you, 392 82 Five five, and you can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. Kyrie Irving leaving, of course. Dorian Finney Smith, the Gator, uh, moving now to Brooklyn, and that is an interesting trade. Uh, you talk about boom or bust. I think it can be great for Dallas. I think it can kill him. Because Kyrie Irving is a killer if he chooses to be, if he chooses to be, okay? And I guess we really don't know at this juncture what's going to happen here. Uh, Sam says, I thought the Gators played well against Kentucky. Slow start again, hurt him overall. Defense tremendous to get him back in the game, but again it was uphill. Reeves on the floor offensively and defensively hurt the Gators. I wish Todd had him on the bench sooner. Time ran out for Florida. Florida should be able to beat Kentucky on the return visit here. I think so. I think there's a really good chance of that, certainly. Um, and that would be a big win if they can get it. Uh, let's see. Mark says, with Reeves on the minus 14 with Reeves on the floor Saturday night, his jump shot selection seems to be getting progressively worse as the season goes on. In fact, one possession in the second half where Reeves never touched the ball almost appeared as if his teammates were intentionally not passing him the ball. Love him as a slasher, taking the ball to the hole, and maybe drawing a foul. 
Yeah, he he looks lost sometimes. And I think it, it's going to be tough for him, you know, to get a lot of minutes the, the way that he's playing. It, it's just, it's tough. I mean, he, he was one out of seven from the field, and uh, he did play 15, almost 16 minutes. That's not great production. So I don't know. I mean, in that game, Florida only really went seven deep. I mean, Bonham played a little bit. Jatobo played a little bit, but, you know, that's it. And think about it. If you take a look at the bench, right, Fudge, Reeves, Bonham, and Jatobo combined to go one for nine. So of the 55 shots that were taken in the game, all but nine of them were taken by the starting five. And I think that's what's going to happen here as the season continues. I really do. I mean, I, I just don't know how much more that bench is going to give. I mean, Jatobo's going to get he'll, – he'll go in there to give Castleton a blow because Castleton played 37 minutes the other day and was magnificent. I mean, he really was. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Call us up, talk a little sports here, people. Gator basketball, whatever else. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. In the NHL tonight, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Florida Panthers for a Sunshine State rivalry game. Puck drop live coverage of tonight's game will begin right here at 6.30. Up next, high school basketball districts will begin for the boys today, with Chiefland taking on Dixie County right here in neutral ground, beginning at 5. Tomorrow, we'll continue with more games, including St. John Lutheran versus Countryside Christian, St. Francis hooping against Meadowbrook Academy, and Redeemer Christian takes on Quarterstone Academy. In Gator Sports, the men's basketball team will return to the O-Dome, looking to redeem a win versus Alabama on Wednesday night after a 72-67 upset fall against Kentucky. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Been telling you for a while now about the good people of the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And a lot of folks have asked, well, what do they do? What, what exactly do they do? Well, I've told you what they do in general. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it is sustained by donated vehicles, your donated vehicles, your unwanted or unused vehicles. But if you want to find out more about them, very simply, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to RBR. Org, and you can learn more that way. But they do take your donated vehicles, they fix them up, and they resell them. So it goes a long way towards helping these young boys learn real-life skills. And don't forget, those vehicle donations are tax-deductible and helps a really great cause. So check out what they do. They've been doing it for years at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This Valentine's Day, you'll fall in love with our Amore Valentino menu at Pomodoro's. Take advantage of our special menu with your special someone this Valentine's Day at Pomodoro's with special appetizers, entrees, and more. Visit PomodoroCafe.com. Pomodoro, it's the place if you're craving a getaway. It's 
the true Trattoria and Gainesville, Florida at Pomodoro Cafe. Hey! Here's a Valentine's reminder from International Diamond Center. It's not just the thought that counts, it's the effort, too. So let IDC turn your Valentine's Day gift into a grand romantic gesture with our ultimate Valentine's Day package. Right now, when you spend $99 or more on jewelry at IDC, we'll give you some gorgeous long-stem roses, a box of delicious chocolates, and a gift card towards dinner at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's just one stop at IDC, and you create a total romantic experience. You simply choose which ring, pair of earrings or bracelet or sparkling pendant best matches your special someone and we take care of the rest and as always we guarantee the best value price with no commission salespeople. the ultimate valentine's day package jewelry flowers dinner and candy from idc and it's yours just for spending 99 dollars or more on some nice jewelry she'll love sure does make it look like she's worth the extra effort and that's the thought that really counts hurry in now because packages are limited international diamond center at celebration point directions and more at shopidc.com Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. WRUF Radio Your source for sports Every second of every hour of every day You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF The home of the Florida Gators This is the voice of the Gators Sean Kelly And you are listening to Sports Scene With Steve Russell Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF The home of the Florida Gators Phone lines are open, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell uh, at wruf.com. Patrick sent me this. I was going to do this after we talked Gator basketball, but since nobody's talking Gator basketball, earlier somebody called and asked about if there would be more transparency when it comes to fans knowing what players get in an NIL deal. And most of the time, I believe the answer is no. Well, The Athletic has posted something. It's interesting reading. A breakdown of what Rashada was allegedly going to collect from the Gator Collective. Okay, now, first of all, I warn you, some of these numbers will just blow you away. I knew of one of these. That's all. 
but the athletic goes into more detail. All right? He was set to, this is the one I knew about, a $500,000 upfront payment. Listen to that figure again. For someone who's not played a down of football at this level, $500,000 upfront payment. The athletic goes on to say he would get a residence here, at least one branded Twitter post and one branded Instagram post per month, up to eight fan engagement events per year, uh, you know, autograph signings, whatever, he'd be paid for those. Uh, payments would increase from $250,000 a month as a freshman to nearly 300000 a month as a sophomore to 375000 as a junior, rounded out with uh, 195000 in change monthly payments as a senior so long as he filled fulfilled the obligations I talked to you about. The fan engagements, autographing up to 15 pieces of merchandise a year, the Twitter posts, etc. So you heard that. So now you want to know, well, that's the athletic reporting that. Uh, good reporting by them. And that's just one guy. But that's where we are. So the Gator Collective either reneged, didn't have enough money, whatever you want to call it. It never happened. Now, what would be interesting is what's Rashada getting at Arizona State because they have some big money people there. But that's just, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I run out of words sometimes. But you want to know? Those are numbers the Athletic is reporting. Rodney says, by choice, we seem to de-emphasize offensive rebounding. I heard Mark's comment, it's awfully hard to lose the offensive rebound battle by 20 or so to UT and still win. Well, the flip side of that coin, Rodney, is, and I think Mark said it best, if you are not a particularly long team, if you... uh don't have a lot going for you there, then why would you have all those people going to the glass, not get the rebound, and then get smoked in transition? I think the change has been beneficial for Florida. And he said the other stat you should monitor is assists. Last year and this year, if we have 15 or so, we win. Donovan's team were great in assists, but his replacements have not been. Well, again, that varies game to game. I think those are numbers that, I mean, most teams would look at and say, we can win. John, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Okay. 
Hey, even <laughs> yeah, I seen that uh, report from the athletic, and even though the money uh, is mind blowing, um, I have uh, can you know worries about not only the report they had, but a few other um, journalists and other people reporting saying that. If the NCAA all of a sudden decides to wake up from their funk and, hey, we're going to start, you know, uh, checking into this, the actual Florida could be in trouble over this uh, deal. Is there any truth to that? I don't know um, because I this is totally 50,000-foot view. If the NCAA is going to look into that, my response would be, how in the world can you tell me I've done something wrong when you haven't done a damn thing to give us any guidelines in terms of what we're supposed to do? That'd be my response. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I know, like I say, that, that this is, you know, this is a you know whole mess. But a lot of them are saying, you know, this, might, you know, this might be the mess that all of a sudden wakes them up, and you know, poor Florida's gone you know, going to be the first one to go, you know, go through, you know, a topsy-turvy over, you know, NIL deals and whether you should or shouldn't have or what did you do that was incorrect. And I, I just, Lord, mercy with all the issues we've had the last year or two on trying to find the ladder back up to prominence. We sure don't need to be dealing with this. And if they did that, John, forget that it's Florida. It could be Purdue or whoever, right? It just completely would fly in the face of what the NCAA has not done. They put their head in the sand when it came to this, did it purposely, didn't want any part of this, allowed states to make up their own rules and really make them up as they go, and now you're going to turn around and say, uh, oh, don't do that? Wow. That's, I mean, again, stranger things have happened, but I... That would be even a, a new low for the NCAA, and they have a lot of lows. Yeah, well, and I hope, and like I say, we'll we'll probably never, we'll never know, or at least in the near future, never know the real figures on what was offered and what wasn't. But it's still, like you said, that's it is mind blowing to, to some kid fresh out of high school that you don't know if he's ever going to start a game right out the gate, <laughs> making more money than. Well, I, I want to think they showed a comparison of the day. Um, Jalen Hurts, starting quarterback for the Super Bowl, you know, a Super Bowl team. His contract is, you know, is ending on a three-year deal, and his his contract doesn't pay him this kind of money. Yeah, and and I know, you know, coaches are not supposed to be involved, but if you heard what Nick Saban supposedly said to some high school coaches, you know, I'm not going to pay that kind of money to somebody who hasn't done anything. And I think that's, I don't want to say for everybody, because obviously Rashada, you know, had had some kind of money up front. But I think a lot of coaches feel that way, but they're stuck because if I don't compete, if I don't get collectives going, if I don't come up with the money, I'm going to fall behind. And, and that's the catch-22 you have here, and it's tough on coaches too. Yeah. Enjoy the show, Steve. Thank you, John. Appreciate your call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Bobby says, uh, listening to you talk about the Gator collective financials involved with getting Rashad to flip to you after Miami, 
Uh, he, he thinks this is not a Rashada problem. He appears to be getting the bulk of the blame. By all appearances, he was offered his deal to flip. This is a collective issue and not his or other greedy high school athletes. Someone dropped the ball and or made uh, ungettable promises. Do you agree with my sentiment? Yes, I do. Not all of it, Bobby, but some of it, yes, I do. Uh, and he said, do you ever have any collective staff on for interviews? I have tried. I have tried. Uh, Florida just hired uh, somebody, a director of NIL, um, that is is uh, acclimating to his job here. Um, so that's not going to happen for a while. Uh, Scott Strickland was supposed to be here, had something come up. We're still trying to reschedule him. And uh, the collective has been great in giving us uh, – Athletes to interview, Leanne, Leanne Wong, for example, is going to come on here Wednesday, the great gymnast, but nobody from them yet. So we're trying. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. D, get you right after the break. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WRUF. Outdoor enthusiasts, springtime is just around the corner, so now's the time to stop into Polaris of Gainesville during the spring sales event for a new Tracker Marine boat. The 2023 models have arrived and the 2022 models are clearing out. Right now, save thousands on 2022 models and leave with a low payment and all credit is accepted too. Basser Biting and Polaris of Gainesville has the Pro Team 175, the best-selling aluminum fishing boat powered by Mercury Marine. Every model comes complete ready to fish. Basically, turn the key and go. If fishing is not your thing and being with family and friends is then a sun tracker pontoon boat might just be perfect for you every model features multiple lounges and spacious room and are powered by the ultra reliable mercury outboard motor feeling salty mako boats powered by mercury will allow you to chase the really big ones or maybe pre-owned fit your budget more. Polaris of Gainesville has a big selection to choose from. Have a boat you're not using or want to sell? We'll pay top dollar. So bring it for a quote on 441 between Gainesville and Alachua or visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your 
Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see mostly sunny skies through the afternoon, and that will allow for temperatures to climb into the upper 60s towards the I-10 quarter, low 70s locally, and may even be in mid-70s, especially towards Ocala and the villages. The warm trend will continue this week with highs getting even warmer for Tuesday. By Wednesday, highs will be close to 80 degrees ahead of our next cold front. That arrives on Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I'm not always sure what I get with Derek Carr, but Derek Carr can have those moments where you go, wow, he's really good. Then there are other moments where you go, he's not really good. Jimmy G, it feels like that's who he is. All he does is win football games. Or so I'm reminded all the times. I mean, they're both, you know, good quarterbacks. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Tomorrow, we're going to have a little fun here. James Bates, Batesy, will be in studio here tomorrow. And so will his dad. Yeah, Jim Bates. So uh, looking forward to that tomorrow, uh, just after 12 o'clock. And uh, later on in the week, the great Leanne Wong will join us to talk about uh, her career here as a gymnast. Uh, Hopefully get her softball coach, Tim Walton. So uh, got a lot of good stuff coming up as the week goes along d hello hey what's up steve hey uh gator basketball uh great effort but you know it's just not good enough man uh you know shout out to castleton man he uh he played like a man saturday i mean he yep. dominated she way that wasn't even <laughs> that wasn't even a, a a contest so i mean he, he he dominated him on the road and uh you know your superstar gave you a superstar performance but uh you know, when you lose the uh, defensive rebounds by eight and when you lose the offensive rebound by five, uh, you know, that's that's five more possessions that you uh, you give up on the road. And I said I said Friday that Florida's probably going to have to score, you know, in the 70s to win this game. And, uh, you know, Kentucky, like I said, it's not a vintage Kentucky team, but, uh, you know, they still got guys like Wallace who's going to be a first-rounder. Uh, Toppin may get picked. Uh, you know, they, they still got dudes uh, on that team. Uh, but to me, the sequence that turned the game around, Steve, was at 26-22, you know, Castleton misses a layup or a bunny, and then Kentucky goes on a 7-0 run. And instead of going maybe down 2-4 or four at the half, you're down 11. And, you know, we're just not, you know, offensively uh, good enough to come down from 11 on the road, especially at Rupp. So, and like you said, the bench, man, they outscored us 15-5. to five. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with Kowasi Reesty, but his shot selection is just brutal, man. I mean, he, he shot one in the second half, didn't get back on defense. Severe Wheeler beat him right down the full four layup. So I, I just don't know what's going on, but his his shot selection and it's, it's just brutal right now. Yeah, he he's struggling. I, I don't know if he's trying too hard or what, but just he looks just and, – and, and it's rare, right? When, when you watch a guy play – um, okay, you can have an off night, 
you, you know, the shots, are, it's a good shot, doesn't fall, that happens. He just looks lost. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know what Todd Golden can do. You know, sometimes you play your way out of it. You know, you, you make a couple of shots and all of a sudden you get your confidence back and, and hopefully that's going to work for him. And I mentioned this earlier. I mean, they got no contribution from the bench the other night at all. Uh, and I, I think what Florida has done, if you, t- if you look at the team and you don't have an orange and blue hat on, what Golden has done with this group I think is pretty amazing because they are not a long team. They're not an athletic team. They're not a great shooting team, but they put out effort. They're a good defensive team, and they stay in games. And that, I think, is going to be their M.O. the rest of the year until they get some help in here. Right. It's it's a talent issue, Steve. I mean, it's not – I mean, like you said, Jatobo is not giving us anything. Uh, you know, Alex Fudge has, is up and down. You know, bottom from, you know, the first Texas A&M game, uh, I – from that point on, he's just not – he's falling off a cliff. So, I mean, it's putting a lot of pressure on those first five to, you know, deliver because the bitch is just not – it's just not giving anything. And you can't have, you know, no bitch production on the road or you, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, and they still were in the game. That's right. the that's the amazing thing. Yep. Oh, well, well hopefully he gets uh, more 6'11 dudes like the one we just got. So, <laughs> we, we, we need these dudes, man. Be All right. Thank you, D. Appreciate your call. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Boy, name image and likeness got sure got a long way away from making sure the kid had enough uh, money to take his girlfriend on a date. Um, did you see any of the Pro Bowl festivities over the week? About ten minutes of it. <laughs> it looked like those guys were having a pretty good time. Uh, I guess basically because they didn't have to play a football game. Some of them played flag football, but uh, it was pretty interesting to see that uh, how much the fans enjoyed it too. That stadium was packed. Yeah, now I mean, you know, are they giving away? I don't know, but yes, there were people in the stands, and it was good to see. And I yeah. think most of the players, you know, got pretty competitive there. They did. And why? Now, look, one guy got hurt kind of a freak injury. But other than that, they know they're not going to take a whack. They know they're not going to. So they played harder than at least the 10 minutes that I saw than what you would normally do in a Pro Bowl game because you don't want to get hurt. So what the NFL did, I think in this case, makes sense. I I think they made a good decision. Now, I, I'm with you. Now, we both know they don't care what we think, but um, – it was fun to see. It was enjoyable to see them go out there and be competitive and have a good time. Yeah, and I, that's why the Pro Bowl was changed. Let's yep. face it. You know, they, they didn't want to play that way, and they were afraid to get hurt, and it was probably the least competitive or the least compelling of the All-Star game, so they tried to change it. And they make $88,000 for that just for making it. I don't know if some of them are probably getting double paid because they got that incentive in their contract. But uh, <laughs> they acted like somebody else was paying for their trip to Vegas. <laughs> I hope they could make it on eighty-eight thousand. I'm sure they can. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right. Thank, thanks for your call, Steve. Appreciate it. Let's get to Greg here. Greg, hi. Hey, Steve. Just real quick, you and Mark were saying that the Florida offense doesn't rebound you know, relatively well because they're too busy getting back on D. And I would agree with that, and I definitely agree that you need to do that when you're smaller. And that is the root cause, is that buzzword everybody uses today. That's the root cause for it. But overall, Steve, against Kentucky erupt, it's on black and white. It didn't happen. Kentucky outscored Florida 14-0 in fast break points, which was a big factor in the outcome of the game. That's a quote out of Gatorsports.com. So while it's true that they do do that, and for that reason, they didn't do it in the Kentucky game pretty well. It was, it was pretty bad they did. It was just it wasn't there. I do want to ask you a question about fast breaks. I thought that's something that needs some work, too. Sometimes when they're doing a fast break, they just look disjointed, like there's no fluidity. And I'll listen to your comments off air and go Gators. Uh, Greg, thank you. I mean, I don't know. Some teams are better at that than others. It, I'm just going to say this. Kentucky, even in a non, in a year when it's not a vintage, you know, bunch of five stars all over the place Kentucky team, I think probably we would all agree they're more talented than Florida is, right? Well, so if that's the case, if, if you're just going to go with that, then if Florida's strength is in the front court, then wouldn't it tell you that, you know, they're not particularly dynamic at the guard position? They're not. They've got good, solid players there. But are they quick? Are they going to race down the floor? No. But look, I, I do think this you can nitpick a game all you want, but on the road, Florida had nine turnovers. They took care of the basketball. So disjointed, whatever you want to call it, they only turned the ball over nine times. Kentucky had nine turnovers. I think both co – if you said to both coaches in this game, we'll have less than ten turnovers, I think both coaches would be ecstatic with that. It comes down sometimes to putting the ball – in the basket. And, you know, you can, again, look at the numbers, right? They had, Florida had more foul attempts than Kentucky did. Florida was 15 of 17 from the line. They got to the strike more than Kentucky did. They were out-rebounded by eight, but you would expect that from a bigger Kentucky team. And it was a five-point game. I, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what folks want. There are flaws to this team. But despite that, you know, they're, I think he's doing a pretty darn good job with this group. Could they get better? Sure. I mean, he'd be the first to tell you they can get better. Aaron says, I thought the game was a great outing for UF. Golden and staff had a great game plan. Players competed, fought the entire game, only come up short. Uh, bar, barring the broken record of too many missed shots, timely slip-ups on defense and offense, I think it was an encouraging game moving forward for the immediate future. UF talent outplayed UK talent, superior talent at UK won out in the end. 12.43, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're going to talk a little high school hoops next as uh, we've got some district tournament action starting here. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight, we have a Sunshine State rivalry game taking place in the NHL, with the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Florida Panthers. Puck Drive Live coverage of tonight's game will begin here at 6.30. Up next, high school basketball districts commences for the boys. Chieflin will tip off against Dixie County beginning at 5. Further games will continue tomorrow. In Gator sports, the women's basketball team returned to the O-Dome Thursday night as they look for a win against Mississippi State after a tough 68-42 loss against Ole Miss last night. NBA history is likely to occur tomorrow night for LeBron James. Against Oklahoma City, he is likely to break the all-time scoring record, and 36 more points is all it will take. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive, and you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Kumo tires, test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people's search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. Getting your guaranteed maximum refund with TaxLayer feels like yeah, yeah. saddling up and chasing down Look at that, sweet that big old cash cow. Look at all that money! File for free with TaxLayer Simply Free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Boys, 
high school basketball district tournaments are cranking up. Hawthorne and Coach Greg Bowie are involved in that. We're going to have Greg talk about his Hawthorne team. Greg, always a pleasure to have you, man. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for doing this. Okay, uh, thumbnail on your season, Greg. What have you liked? What's gone right with your team? Uh, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting together a little bit. We uh, had a real short season because of football, and pretty much all my guys play football. So we've only played uh, 12 regular season games. One of them was a forfeit. So, you know, so we haven't had a lot of time to get it going, but – I mean, we just jump right into it. And, you know, with the young squad, you know, they're playing and they're competing. You know, it's a good thing to have the success that football does, uh, but I guess it doesn't help, you know, when it comes to you and CI in terms of getting your teams for basketball. Is, is the transition pretty pretty quick, though, if kids are playing football and then playing basketball, is the transition pretty quick for them or does it take a while? Nah, not at all. It, it takes a while. It takes a while because you you miss all of the the off season uh, basketball training. Then you miss preseason. By the time we get going, you're already into uh, like Christmas tournaments. You know, right after Christmas. By the time you really get going, so you you miss out on a lot. And with basketball, especially when you're trying to figure out lineups and see who plays well with who, you know, sometimes it, it takes that. You know, that it takes that time. But you know. We, we just do the best we can with it and just go after it. What do you think you've gotten better uh, as the season's progressed? Well, I think uh, defensively we, we've gotten much better than, than from the first game we played. Um, our very first game after football, uh, I think it was – I think it gets and We gave up close to close to 70 points, and that's really not, you know, traditional what we do. We try to hold teams, you know, to 40, 50 points and, and not give up. 70 but so we, we've gotten better over uh, the last couple games and I guess too you know football shape is different than basketball shape right yeah totally different totally different a lot of and, and a lot of guys don't think that but once you get out on that court and after a couple trips up and down the court <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know we try to play an up-tempo game so they're, they're looking to the side and they're breathing pretty hard you know so it's totally different from football you guys have had such a tradition at Hawthorne. I mean, going back to Coach Woods and, and the time there, uh, that speaks a lot about what you all have done there, what you've done there too, Greg. Is that something the kids know? Do they know the tradition of the sport there? Do they understand the history of it? This particular group, uh, we've had to tell them and, and even go back and show them. And, you know, and they don't even understand that pretty much every game that we play – it's. I mean, even though every team's not our rival, it's kind of like a rival game. Everyone gets up for it. If if, if Hawthorne is on the schedule and we come into that gym, I guarantee you the attendance is going to be higher than it would on a, on a regular game. So, and that's because of the tradition. You know, everyone knows our style of play. They know we're going to play hard. They know we're going to compete. So, but this particular group don't understand that. You know, and we're trying to kind of get that in their head that you know it means something to have you know, hop on across your chest. I've, you know, we've been doing this a long time. I've never asked you this. Because, I mean, sometimes when you coach, you you have certain things you believe in and you do them. And sometimes you change and, you would you know, you adapt a little bit. Have you changed your basic philosophy at all? Greg, have you, have you adapted and changed as you've coached all these years? I have. I have. Uh, now, you know, the... the the three-point shot is 
probably one of the, you know, the, I mean, one of the most important parts of the game. You, I mean, some people live by that, but I wasn't ever big on threes and, and getting up a lot of threes. But now and the guys shoot them so well and they shoot them so often. So now, you know, instead of guys cutting to the basket like we would, now they're just popping out for the three. And I'm more receptive to that now than I was, you know, early on in my career. That's interesting. Uh, if I'm wrong here, tell me. Uh, I think you guys have Fort White first. Have you played them this year before? We haven't. We haven't uh, played them at all this year. We didn't play any district teams. Wow. Okay. Uh, this year, so this will be our first time. First time playing against them. What do you know about? Have you had a chance to look at them yet? Yeah, I got some film on them. Uh, you know, they're, they're more guard oriented. They, uh, you know, play some zone, a lot of zone, and they, you know, get up some shots in a hurry. So. You know, kind of our type of game, you know, that's kind of what we want to do. I'd rather be an up-tempo game than, you know, when one team slows it down. You know, so I'd rather be an up-tempo game anyway. Last thing, um, you've you've done this again forever. How do you approach postseason? Do you say, look, everybody's even, you know, one loss can hurt you? How do you approach that? Uh, Exactly what I tell them, Uh, 0-0. After we play that last regular season game, is zero zero, and the goal is from that point in, in our classification, the goal is to be six and zero. Oh, you know, and if you're six and zero oh, after that, then obviously that's a pretty good outcome. You know, that that means you're playing in that last game and winning it. So yeah, regular season does count, but you know this is what really happens right here because a, a loss on if you lose Wednesday, then that's it for you know for you. That's the season. Yeah. Now, are you at home Wednesday? Yeah, we're home Wednesday. Okay. Uh, it'll be Hawthorne against Fort White Wednesday, Class 1A, District 6. Wish you luck, Greg. Hope we get you back. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thanks, Dave. You got it, Greg. Greg Bowie done a tremendous job as Hawthorne's uh, boys basketball coach. All right. <clears throat> the rest of the hour, it's us, 392-8255. Williams says, uh, on the topic of Kowasi, he looks like a guy that may transfer end of the year, which is unfortunate because I think the guy can play. That stretch in the PK-85, and he was benched for some unknown reason. He's never really recovered. Right now he's pressing, seems to have no clue what a good shot is. As soon as he t- it touches his hands, he's looking to fire. I'm hoping he catches fire to end the season because we could certainly use another guy who can knock down shots with any kind of consistency. William, I want to say this. Um, I don't know what's in that kid's head. But I agree with what you said here. And I also agree that if Golden could get him sort of back in the loop, if you will, uh, because of what he can do, he can slash to the basket because he's a decent shooter, uh, he could really help Florida in that aspect. Because, And again, it's only one game, but I mentioned Florida got – next to no help from their bench the other night. And that's something I think that, you know, you'd, you'd like to get, obviously, fixed. Let's get some calls. Got a whole hour to go. Three nine two eight two five five. Todd says, I'll say it again, I think Florida has talented athletic players. I like the direction they're heading. They'll continue to get better. It was obvious to me where Kentucky had a big advantage. They finished shots around the rim. They gave up the three, stepped in, hit open mid-range jump shots. A stretch late in the game where their point guard took over. We couldn't stop him. Florida gave themselves a chance in the end. I'd like to see Florida recruit a pure shooter. Who wouldn't? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
how many of them are there, right? I mean, honestly, I, I've tried to watch a lot of different basketball in different conferences. Defenses are just better. They just are. And it's tougher to shoot. It's harder. Uh, let's see here. I, th- I think it's Gabe. I was, uh, I was driving, listening to your show, almost had to pull over and guffaw when I heard the Rashada deal details. Who are these dumb guys in the Gator Collective? Talk about dumb money. Glad the deal collapsed. Uh, no one is worth that much. No one. For Gator Basketball, they've hit their ceiling given their talent level. Castle and carrying the team on his back. Game was close as I expected. A lot of guys were, were no-shows. The bench, nothing there. Very sorry to see Jones disappear. Seems to lack fire in the belly. UK picked, uh, or won, they won lots of loose balls. Gators not getting on the floor to battle for it. Discouraging, but overall a good effort as can be expected. Gold's doing a good job, and now let's see him go out and recruit. Baseball and softball, therein lies the great expectation. Hope you can get Sully and Walton on before too long. Uh, we will indeed do that with both. Yes. Um, Mike says, having a spring game on a Thursday, another way for UAA to tell the fans they don't care what they think. No one from out of town will be able to come to the game. It's a school night, so I can't take my grandkids to the game. Not a good way to grow young Gator fans. I imagine the reason is the coaches have plane tickets to go on vacation on Friday or Saturday. You would think after two losing seasons in a row, they would care more about loyal Gator fans. Well, you know, Mike, when I was a kid and it was a special event on a school night, my mom let me stay up for it. That happens once in a while. That's called something special, right? So that's an easy remedy there, number one. Number two, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun here in saying this, but I think nowadays television exposure has a lot to do with it. And if you are playing a spring game on a Thursday night, then okay. Is it ideal? No. But if it's going to give your program national exposure, then I think you run with that. Now, again, I'll get that from somebody with more knowledge than me, but that's, I think, one of the reasons why that takes place because you want the publicity nationally and You know, if a fan can't come to the spring game, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. And sometimes those things have to happen. If you have the spring game on a Saturday and you already have the fan base and you're trying to establish more or you're trying to get more kids to see the product and it's not televised, does that help? Sometimes it's for the greater good. Hour two of Sports Scene coming up. Call us up. Talk some sports. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin up to South on the party, this is most so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible soft and hella nice. My crepe is always soft, it's our party vibes. Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Hope you enjoyed Hoop. There it is earlier with Mark Wise. And uh, Elliot's going to produce today. Uh, we will take your phone calls, questions, and comments. 392-8255. And you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, hopefully, going to get... Uh, one more high school coach on here, um, hopefully Coach Banks from Santa Fe um, will join us about his team. But in the meantime, uh, we will take your questions, calls, and comments. By the way, um, lots of good guests coming up this week. James Bates in the studio here tomorrow. That should be a lot of fun. His dad, Jim Bates, will also be here. Um Mandy O'Leary is going to join us. Uh, the Gator Lacrosse coach, they open up their season on Sunday. Um, and that will be fun as well. So we will 
have many more guests coming up this week as well. Hopefully, Kevin O'Sullivan is going to join us too. So that will be a lot of fun. And we always enjoy. And how about Leanne Wong coming here on Wednesday to be with us? So we've got some really good guests coming up. And uh, we hope you will enjoy them. Bill says, Steve, like a previous emailer, I just about ran off the road when you talked about the Rashada numbers and the details in that. Just incredibly uh, unbelievable to see. Is this really where we are going in sports? Yeah, it is. I got I to gotta give you the, uh, the column that I read. Um, it's the best one I have seen. It was actually given to me. Okay, coach was trying to call. Um, there he is right there. Um, about NIL. And I'm going to try to bring it in here and read you because the Gator Collective is part of the column, um, but it also has other things to do uh, with uh, other schools as well. And frankly, it's the most definitive one I have seen about NIL. So I will endeavor to uh, bring that in here. I meant to do it today and frankly just forgot. Um, But... I'm going to do a better job and get it here. Um, all right. I talked about uh, boys' basketball districts because they're taking place this week. Girls, by the way, are in regionals. Glenn Banks, coach at Santa Fe High School, is going to join us to talk about his team. Coach, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm going to ask the same thing, coach, I've asked of everybody here. Just you know the the fifty thousand foot view of you know how the season's gone for you to this to this point. Um, well, we started off kind of slow. I think we lost four of our first five or six. Um, so we got off to a rocky start, and then we went to a Christmas tournament, and uh, things started to click. And I think we won about eighteen in a row. So uh, the end of the season is way better than the beginning. <laughs> I'd say just by those numbers. What what caused the turnaround, Glenn? Um, what happened was we lost a key piece of our team. Uh, Mason Brown, he moved and went to Dwyer. Um, so we had to figure out how to play without him. And Dontrell Jenkins took his game to another level. You know, that's I was just talking to some of the other coaches, too, about this because I think that – the thing that a lot of fans don't realize sometimes, look, kids move all the time and move out of district, but there's, you know, now you can transfer to another school. Is that a, is, has that been a factor for you at all, either in a positive or a negative way? Um, until this season, we had not been affected by it. I mean, most of our guys or all of our guys just about are guys that live in Alachua or the High Springs area. Uh, so we kind of keep those guys at home. But, you know, uh, coaches see good players and players want to play with their friends. And um, it hasn't been a problem for us, but uh, that until this season. Well, that's too bad. Um, all right. I've asked this of all the coaches here, Glenn. You, you mentioned about, you know, getting off to a slow start. Where have you, where have you improved the most? What, what's kind of caused the turnaround? Um, some of the other guys, uh, Makai Lewis, Braylon Guyton, 
um, those guys embraced their roles and they they became um, they inserted themselves and became integral parts of our team. When years past, they probably would defer to Mason or Trail, but now they're they're actually playing alongside of them, and we're playing really good defense. If I'm wrong here, Coach, correct me. I think you play the winner of Eastside and Keystone Heights. Have you played those schools during the year? Uh, we haven't played Keystone. We we played Eastside twice this year. Uh, we won both of those games. But uh, Coach Pop is a legend around here, and uh, he'll have those guys ready to go. And Keystone, they play everybody tough. So I, I, I'm I'm going to be watching that game closely. You know, one, I've asked this of all the coaches too, Glenn. I, there's a there's a way to look at a at a postseason like okay. This is a brand new year. Everybody's zero and zero. Or you know what? We've been pretty good during the regular year. Let's build on it. What's your approach? My approach is you stay consistent. Um, consistently get better at what we've been doing, and and we kind of have to adjust for other teams. But we got to be good at what we do. What do you hang your hat on as a team? Like some teams, hey, we play great defense or we shoot the three well. What's the? Is there a thing you hang your hat on as a team? For us, because we're small, our defense, it, it, it leads to offense. So that's what we hang our hat on. And we think that we're in better shape than most teams, so we try to wear them down by the fourth quarter. And uh, and, and it's been working lately. i, I got to ask you this uh, as a high school coach, because you, you often hear in college, you watch the Gators play, and you know there's a lot of games now that are really physical, you know, defensive games in the SEC, just the, how the league is this year. How has high school basketball changed? Is it becoming a more physical sport at all? Um, it's not as physical as it used to be. Um, it, it, most of the kids they don't want to come inside of the three point line. Everybody wants to be three point shooters. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have to be able to defend defend the, the wing position, and it's also how um, the refs call how they officiate the game. Um, we love to be aggressive, but sometimes it can get you in foul trouble depending on uh, where the refs come from. Uh, if they don't play like that, uh, they can see it as being too aggressive. Last thing, how deep do you go? And, and, and how Do your kids play hard for you? Uh, everybody plays extremely hard. That's the only way they can get on the floor. Um, we probably go seven or eight deep, maybe nine. Um, I have seven seniors on my team, so I, I could call on any one of them at any time. That's a cool thing to have seniors and those guys that have played a little bit. Appreciate you doing this. I wish you luck in a couple of days in the in the tournament, and always appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, thank you. You got it, Glenn. Thank you. Done a good job at Santa Fe High School, Glenn Banks, as they get set for district tournament action. We'll get to Daryl next. Hi, Daryl. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Um, that call about, I guess, the spring game, I don't know if that was Iron Mike. Everybody, well, I've know, been listening for years to you, Larry. And I, sometimes we're going to complain about everything. It's, it's a spring game. You know, you can, it's free. What else do you want? You know, that's just me. Um, and college football with Coach Prime, Coach Sanders, I have to take notice of what he's already doing there at Colorado. He doesn't even go and recruit. He doesn't even go in a home. He doesn't have to. I watch his stuff on YouTube, and he has, a, like, recruiting trips. He's not doing it. Like, you have coaches out on the road, head coaches out on the road. He's not that. They, like you said, they come to him. 
I guess he's got this model. He ain't hard to find, but he doesn't Well, I mean, he's got – I mean, let, let's face it, right? Um, I'll say this for, for young kids because he's kept his name out there and because, right. you know, he's done commercials and things like that. He doesn't have right. to. He's he's right. one of the rare guys. I mean, no disrespect to Billy Napier, but kids don't know Billy Napier like they know right. Deion. It's a it's apples and oranges. But I get your point. Right, right, right. Like you're saying, he's, his kids really don't know him, you know. But his parent, their parents do. Yeah. And so, um, but he, I'm just watching him, man. We, we just got to take notice of what he's doing. He's a, uh, he's 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 moving. Oh, there's so. no question. He's now, you know. Now that he's at this level, right? he picked a really good school, at least to start with, because Colorado's been terrible, terrible. And their fan base, yeah, their fan base would take a bowl game right now, right? Right. Now, three years from now, that's not going to be good enough. Yeah, is that enough, right? Yeah, and it won't be. Now, I want to ask you on this collective thing, Mm -hmm. so... When say when the athletes come on, but I don't remember back in the day. I remember you and Larry maybe sometime discussing. It's hard to get say UF athletes to come on the radio because they were not allowed to. Correct. If they were you know still in school yep. once they're out, you know graduated so so. But now, so with the collective actually pay those yes. athletes for interviews. Yes. Okay, so that's helping. Like say like the gym, gymnast coming on softball, sure. young ladies. Sure. And it's helping them get you know, but it's also got a little something in it for them too. Okay. Yes. Sense. Yes, and that, and and I that's, think that's the, what it's made for. Yes, I'm just going to say that, Daryl. That right. Though that kind of thing. I mean, look, selfishly, sitting in this chair, I really enjoy those interviews because I don't get to interview those athletes a lot. Right. And I love hearing their story and you know what they're in school for and what they want to do and all that because I don't get a chance to talk to them. So selfishly, right. I loved, and I think the audience likes it too. But that's part part of what NIL, I think, was designed to do to right. put a little money in their pocket, and that's a good thing. Because you're a fan of the school, which I'm a fan of Florida. I like all, I love all the sports. So you get to be a little bit more personal with the say, you know, the other athletes other than football. Yes, we get to see them in interviews. We get to see them out on the field. We know who they are, where they come from. But now you can see more of the other athletes on this campus that you know that are, that are blossoming. Yes, and, and look, uh, social media now helps that. I mean, teams have their right. own, you know, people that tell stories of the kids, and that right. you know that also takes away a little bit from something like this because what are they trying to do? They're trying to sell their program. They're trying to sell right. their program to you know a prospective athlete or even to a donor nowadays so we'll do an in-house feature on player x and their story well maybe player x doesn't get to come on here and do that so i mean i get it but it's a push and pull really is right okay steve i appreciate it yep thank you daryl appreciate you 115 dime check brought to you by hayes jewelry espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Evan Fleischer. Tonight, the 32-15-1 Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the 24-22-6 Florida Panthers in the Sunshine State Battle. The Lightning are coming off a two-game winning streak and are looking strong heading into Panther territory. Catch our coverage of the game right here, starting at 6:30. 
In high school news, the 2023 Boys Basketball District Tournaments kick off today with a 1A matchup between Chiefland and Dixie County at 5. The 14-9 Chiefland Indians have played and beaten the 9-13 Bears two times this season already. In Swamp news, former Gator Dorian Finney-Smith was involved in a Kyrie Irving trade on Sunday. Irving's trade to the Dallas Mavericks gave the Brooklyn Nets Finney-Smith along with Spencer Dinwiddie and several draft picks. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Evan Fleischer. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. The place to go if you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. If you're looking for a new vehicle, not the right place. They don't have any, and they haven't since opening their doors over 40 years ago. What's great about Southeast Car Agency starts with the ownership. The Cousins family has owned and operated that business from day one. And they have built themselves a great specialty because they provide you with these kinds of vehicles. Great variety, great selection, most importantly, great quality of the vehicles. I'm driving one I have for a long time because every vehicle I purchased from there has been tremendous for me. Take a look around town when you're driving. You're very apt to see a car with a Southeast Car Agency tag. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Satch Sullinger knows you got to keep moving to stay healthy. But that's not so easy when your aching joints won't cooperate. We still want to move and we still want to get around and we still want to be active, but we start to deteriorate the moment we quit moving. QC Kinetics regenerative treatments help restore movement in stiff, aching knees, hips, shoulders, and back using only your natural healing properties to help restore damaged joints. That's a huge positive for Satch. It's working, and what I really like about it is there's nothing foreign put in my body. Everything that was put in my body has been taken from my body. I love it. I love it. Like I said, I want to live until the day I die. Get rid of the pain and start moving again. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Near in the home stretch today, but still plenty of time for your phone calls, questions, comments, 3928255. Email srussell at wruf.com. PG, what's up? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, Cuban's been searching for that that second all-star to pair with Luca, And it seems like in the NBA, man, you got to, like, if you're going to get one, there's usually some baggage there because it's just so hard to acquire those guys. And Looking at what they gave up, I actually went and looked at the standings after I saw the trade, because I feel like this is kind of the time of the year I should be paying attention to that. Denver's very quietly having a good year. I like that team. I think they could do some damage in the West. But uh, the Mavericks were just in the middle, you know? So, like, what they give up? Dinwiddie, I like Dorian. 
and then a, a first, you know, they had to equal the salary out. So, I mean, I don't think they gave up a ton to roll the dice because I just think they were just going to be meddling in the middle, you know? Um, that's why I kind of see that trade just personally. But Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a risk-reward trade. Right. If, if, if he is not, if Irving, I mean, is not a disruption, if he plays the way that he can play, then, you know, he does provide that other option for Doncic. No question. Okay. But, you know, they gave up a lot for that. Now, Morris, I think, will also help them a little bit, too. Um, but the one good thing. And I did not know this till I read about this. The Mavs general manager Harrison uh, has some history with Irving, knows him, and apparently Jason Kidd okayed the trade. All that said, does that mean Irving won't go off? It doesn't mean that, but I get the risk. Yeah, me too. They're going for it. I just don't think they were going to do anything anyway. So just give it a give it a run. Um, Dinwiddie goes back to the Nets. Right. He was there for a while. Yep, know. five years. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to mention to you today was uh, I'm going to take a different side on the Rashada money, and I know it's not going to be popular. Uh, you know, you've always talked about what the market sets and what the market bears. First off, I don't know what defines am- amateurism anymore. So, I mean, what? If you just don't pay the players, then we can call it amateur. You know, like, they make money. Football, NCAA football makes a ton of money. And if you're just not paying the players, you can call them amateurs. I just I don't get that. So the most important position on the field is the quarterback. He's making a jump from high school to college. Just like, follow me out here, like Billy Napier, went to a power five. To step up, we're paying him. I mean, not we. The UF is paying him, expecting him to do the job. I don't really. I see like, I don't know. I feel like it's the market bears it. It's a step up. It could be a bust. You get where I'm going with it? I do. I just don't agree with it. Here's why I don't. If you use the Napier comparison, he's coached in Division One. He's proven he can win at a Division One school. Right, Rashada hasn't proven anything as a high school player. All he's proven is been a pretty good high school player. So yeah. it isn't apples and apples. And then uh, Elliot, okay, my producer today, okay. Look, I, I think everybody knows where I stand on this. If somebody's willing to pay me a ridiculous amount of money to do something, who in the hell is going to is going to say no? Okay, yes. but if Elliot. That would be like Elliot going, I've just completed my degree here, and now I'm going to be working alongside Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football. And he hasn't proven a thing. I totally agree, but he could. Well, he could. I mean, yeah, I could too. But, I mean, but there's no proof there. Okay? Not the experience. I get it. Let me ask you this. So a guy gets drafted by the NFL. That's a step up. He hasn't done anything in the NFL. Correct. That is a closer comparison. Yes, that is a closer comparison. Yes. But there's no problem with that. And, and I just, the SEC contract is $85 million. That doesn't include Gate, Nike contracts, the Gatorades, all those other things. And I understand the other sports funnel the money through. I, 
I have no idea what the University of Florida, what an SEC school is making uh, off of football, basically. I mean, it's like, it's, so what, what would that fraction be if the Rashada reports are true to a quarterback? Probably less than an NFL team for their revenue, right? Yeah. I don't know. Here's, here's, I think, here I think is the analogy I hear the most, PG, and you mentioned it, in terms of some defense of paying, let's not use Rashad, a high school quarterback that amount of money to go to college. Okay, The knock is that he's only proven himself at the high school level. So you're going to give him all this money and he hasn't proven himself. Well, let's take your yeah, NFL analogy. Let's take your NFL analogy. Okay? You're an NFL guy, and you're going to draft somebody in the first round based on what? What he's done at the college level. There is absolutely no guarantee with the money you're going to pay him that he's going to be successful at all in the NFL. And that league is littered with people who have been first-round draft choices that haven't played worth a darn. So yeah. that's and the analogy I get. And the other one, which would be good, and I'll take it off the air, is baseball. The guys can go pro straight out of high school. A lot, Half the first round is usually high school talent, and they're going off projections. I think it was uh, the major leaguers kid went number one. Oh, God, he's eluding Steve, he needs to hit the weight. He is so thin. Uh, what's his Oh, Holiday. Holiday's yeah, Matt Holiday's kid. Yeah. yeah, great looking player. I mean, his exit velo, you can see these analytics. He's not ready, but they're basing it on projections. Anthony Richardson is a projection. Mm-hmm. I guess he did it at D1, but I don't know. I just feel like the, the, the high school, I feel like they're, getting, they're the last ones, guys like Rashada, to get paid in this whole thing, and they're getting the biggest cheat. Not that it's not warranted. I think it's a lot of money. But I also think if that's what the market bears, we can't say that about everything else and then just take that away from them. That's all, right. all I'm saying. All right, PG. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. I think the biggest thing of all of this, let's just say, and here's, this is what a, well, i got to be careful. Here's what one, three different coaches two who have been head coaches said to me in different conversations was their biggest uh, reservation about NIL. Okay? Surprisingly, it wasn't the locker room. It wasn't anything like that. It was simply this. If Elliot leaves here, in my analogy, right, he goes to work for well he's 22 years old I mean is that wise is that you know grizzled no but it's better than 17 and I think the issue that some of the coaches had like a Saban is on their team we're giving this much money to somebody who hasn't proven a thing and there's guys on my team right now currently here that can't sniff that. How is that right? How is that fair? I get that. From a coach's standpoint, I absolutely get that. 
Now, my comment to them was, how do you fix that? Because, look, if Elliott's a good football player and that person over there is a good football player, you're both getting a scholarship, right? It's equal. Okay, you get a football, you get a football. It's equal. But now it's like if you're an offensive lineman, you get a scholarship. If you're a quarterback, you get $13 million. So, again, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong here, but it's part of the deal. Jim says, thinks it's interesting, one Gator quarterback with two national championships and a Heisman Trophy was not well regarded in the draft, even though he was drafted in the first round, and now another with no championships, no awards, with only one starting season under his belt, is so highly regarded. Anthony Richardson. I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder, but they're very similar. Except for winning in college, which certainly Tebow did and Richardson didn't, why was Tebow drafted in the first round? Because he won, right? Why is Richardson drafted? Because we see potential. That's, the, that's, that's it in a nutshell, right? And look what happened to Tebow. I mean, yes, he, he can always say he won an NFL playoff game, which is a lot more than some other quarterbacks can. But if you, if you took your Gator glasses off and you judged Tim Tebow's career, how would you judge it? All right, but was he worth a first-round pick? I don't know. 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Love must be one of the most overused words in the English language. One minute we say we love tacos, and in the next breath, We use the word to describe the deep affection between a husband and a wife. So what is love, really? Is love just love? While the world struggles to define love, the Bible is clear. In 1 John 3.16, it puts it like this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. If we really want to understand love, the cross is where we see the greatest demonstration the world has ever known. Jesus, the perfect Son of God, died a sacrificial death for our sins so that we could be made right with God. He rose from the grave, providing eternal life for those who follow Him. Have you ever personally experienced the amazing, life-changing love of God? I promise you that when you do, you'll know love like you've never known before. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. To subscribe to Devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Gain presents a tale of longing and long-lasting scent. Dear love of my life, we were on the 12B bus when I caught a whiff. A scent so fresh, so life-changing, I had to find its source. I didn't know if you were the woman in the pink freshly washed cardigan or the retired mailman next to me, but I knew one of you was my soulmate. Ah, the scent of Gain flings. Add Gain scent beads for an even longer-lasting scent. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. (sighs) Proud partner of the American Lung Association. 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see mostly sunny skies through the afternoon, and that will allow for temperatures to climb into the upper 60s towards the I-10 quarter, low 70s locally, and may even be in mid-70s, especially towards Ocala and the villages. The warming trend will continue this week, with highs getting even warmer for Tuesday. By Wednesday, highs will be close to 80 degrees ahead of our next cold front that arrives on Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Gary in Florida, go. Hi, guys. I just want to tell you, I'm from Stewart, Florida, and I watch your show every morning at 6 o'clock. I drive the trolley tram down in Stewart, Florida, and I met Keyshawn Johnson several months back. I don't know if he remembers me, Key, but I admire you guys. I think the three of you do a great job on the show. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. That was Elvis's last number one, Suspicious Minds, in 1969. His last top ten was A Hunka Hunka Burning Love in 1972, but he had a bunch before that. Welcome back. Last half hour, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget, tomorrow, James Bates and his dad, Jim Bates, former Gator coach, in the house. So we'll have him here. Mandy O'Leary, the Gator lacrosse coach, is going to join us. Hopefully Tim Walton uh, is going to join us. So we've got a lot of good stuff that's uh, happening. And Leanne Wong will be here on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. What a, what a terrific athlete she is. And, again, that's part of our uh, agreement with the Gator Collective, which we really enjoy. Uh, this is interesting. Now, I'm going to ask Elliot as a student this. He says, this is random. Bama plays Sweet Home Alabama at all their sporting events. We don't have an identity, meaning Florida. Yeah, we play the Petty song. We should be playing Gator Country by Molly Hatchett at all sporting events, not Thunderstruck, ACDC, a no-brainer. Is that a big deal to you as a student? Yeah, like... Thunderstruck is like a song you hear everywhere. I don't really understand the thing or whatever. Like um, Tom Petty makes sense because one back down. Like it may, he, there's local history here, um, you know. Or, or or they play a Welcome to the Jungle, for example. Like Gators are in a swamp. We're not in a jungle at all. So uh, maybe I could see maybe some Creedon uh, uh, CCR maybe because it's considered like swamp rock. I can kind of see that. Yeah. But um, yeah, Thunderstruck, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, and Gator, I, I know the song, but you know, th- that song was, that's 50 years old or whatever it is. Um, so, so Patrick, if you're old like me and you probably, uh, you know, but, but I get it. But come to think of it, Maybe I'm just trying to think. What is what do other schools have for songs like that? And I'm sure there's a lot of them. I just don't know at the top of my head. But anyway, uh, 
Do you have a song in mind that you would change? No. I mean, Gator Country, I know the song, and it may, you know, oh, Gator Country, I, I get it, okay? It makes sense. I don't know, because it wasn't a huge hit that, you know, like you would go, what's this, right? You wouldn't know, as opposed to Tom Petty, you do know, okay? Sweet Home Alabama, people do know, because it's Skinner, okay? So, but I get the point. But I, I wonder if that's a big deal to a lot of people. Because, you know, is the identity based on a song? I'll, I'll say one thing. When they do play Petty, even the SEC Network, and they, you know, they acknowledge that as part of what the tradition is in the swamp. But I don't know that they're going to go, oh, here's – you know, Molly Hatchet, when I, I, I don't know. I think also because there's no really uh, Florida songs either. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, like there's like New York or California yeah. or Alabama, but th- there's no Florida. This is the go to Florida song. So yeah, there's anyways. not. But, uh, and I'm sure there's probably, you know, songs I'm just not thinking of where a school employs it and it means something. I just can't think of one top of my head. Uh, all right, uh, let's get a couple of emails here. If you have a call you want to get in, please do. Um, Mike says we're going to be – what we're going to have is paying a high school quarterback millions. His main concern is not getting injured instead of giving 100% for his college team like Anthony Richardson did. Why? I don't, I don't – that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would his main concern be – not getting injured. If Anthony Richardson is going to be a first-round draft choice, wouldn't his main concern be not getting injured? If you're going to go along, you know, that train of thought? There's just people that don't think 17-year-olds should make that kind of money, period. That's what a lot of this is about. And I get it. I get it because... I mean, it's un- it's unprecedented. When did anybody that age, with the exception of baseball, because you could be a high schooler, and see, nobody squawks about that, right? What if you're the first pick of the draft and you're right out of high school? Making a lot of money. Now, you got to play in the minor leagues. you got to ride a bus. You know, you got to do all that. But nobody seems to complain about that if you're – the first draft, and you're a high school player, you're making a lot of money. But it isn't, and you don't see that player for a while, most of the time. Larry says, did Dion earn his degree from FSU or was it just given one? I remember after we had played him a second time his senior year in the Sugar Bowl, it came out, he had not attended classes during the fall, but of course was allowed to play football. I should know the answer to that, and I don't but I'm going to look it up to make sure I'm not wrong. Um, I mean, I don't know what it means now, but look, there's, there's again, there's a lot of people that don't like uh, what he's doing because he's a Johnny-come-lately, right? Here he, here he comes waltzing in, and, you know, he's gotten all these recruits and all that. Well, okay. He uh, did 
graduate, I think. I think. But somebody can correct me on that. Um, he got a degree from a college in Alabama somewhere. I know that. Um, but I don't know if he actually got one from FSU. If somebody knows that for sure, let me know. Um, but I think, is it Talladega Community College or Talladega College or something like that that he got his degree from? Um, anyway, I think that's I think that's right. But more better minds than me can figure that out. But in the big picture, Larry, I mean, you know, remember, you can leave college early and play football. So he isn't the only one to uh, you can go back and get your degree. I did that. So, I mean, you know, that that's not a big deal. Uh, Mike, another Mike emails and uh, he says, great question. You often get asked about the comparison of softball and baseball. Um, and he said, I know you're not going to answer who the better coach is because it's difficult to say because they're both so good. But he, do, he, he says, who has more pressure this year? Well, neither have pressure. But if you want to use that term, Tim Walton last year took his team to the College World Series. And I think he did it with a team with no disrespect to the kids that played in that team. But from a talent perspective, I don't think that was his best team. Sully did a great job in recovering from a horrible start to at least host a regional, but that's as far as they got. So if you want to use that word, pressure, even though it doesn't really apply, you know, Tim's had more recent success than Sully has. Just in purely World Series versus hosting a regional. So, again, for whatever that's worth. Uh, let's get uh, Dave. Dave, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey. I was going to give you a couple, couple of little feedback on uh, a couple of comments earlier. Uh, you were talking about Tebow. I, I think Tebow was probably the best um, player that the University of Florida has ever had. Let me back that up a second. It wasn't just his statistical performance, although that was incredible statistically. It was, it was also more about his leadership, which is a little hard to measure, except that when you see it and you see what he does. You know, Percy was on that team, and some people argue that he was a better pure athlete. I won't argue that he's a better pure athlete, but he was, he was not what I would call the ultimate locker room presence that motivated others, that got others to achieve higher. And I think when you're playing a, a team sport, a person who can do that deserves an awful lot of credit for that, and Tim did that. And when you talk about statistically as far as throwing, I think his best game ever was in his final game when we played Cincinnati. He threw darts all night. He looked as good as any quarterback throwing the ball that I've ever seen. So that's my comment. Well, about, but I, but uh, who's questioning? Who's questioning? What do you do, Florida? Oh, that's 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 to me. That's all that matters. I don't care what they do. I, I wish them well afterwards. 
you know, but uh, if we're going to have a pro conversation sometime, that's a whole different thing. I think I still think that Tim could have led an NFL team um, longer, given the right situations, because he ultimately was a winner, and uh, I don't think the Jets gave him a chance, and I think that Elway ran him off. I think being in the right situation could have won, but we'll never know the answer to that question. Well, yeah, we do know the answer to that question, because it didn't work out. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, we'll go with that. Um, uh, Although... It didn't last that long either. They didn't stay. They didn't hang with them very long. Well, but how long? Let, let's t- see. You're. This is what a lot of Gator fans do with Tim Tebow, and and yeah. nobody has more respect than, for Tim Tebow than me. Okay, right. but and like I said, he people don't give him the credit for winning an NFL playoff game, which he did. Right. Okay. Right. He stauncher did. Yeah. So. Yeah. And but. but let me follow up with what you're saying. I think that if given the chance when he was with the Jets throughout a season of play, if you look at what he did at Denver, he was not good statistically, but he started finding ways to win, and he got him into the playoffs, and he won a playoff game. I think if they'd, have, uh, if they'd have hung with him and let him have the ball and let him lead the team throughout a season in another place, he could have done the same thing. We'll never know the answer to that Well, but because the stats were both advantages. But he went with two different teams, okay? Right. And his, yep. his statistically, he was not a good thrower of the football. And in the NFL, especially the time he played, you had to be able to throw the ball. He was a limited quarterback. Who won? And no, no, he, he won win. a playoff game. They didn't win. Denver won. He won a playoff yeah. game to get them there. But he was not right. a Super Bowl winner. He did what Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Okay, does that mean he's a great yeah, quarterback? Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, okay, well we'll, well, we'll agree to disagree some. I don't think I, I was very good at making my point that he did, didn't get a complete chance elsewhere after Denver. Um, statistically, you're exactly right, though. He wasn't showing it early at any of the... Okay, we, let's move on from this, please. Next topic, next topic. Um, so, uh, Dion, I think, is going to be a... Uh, a good ball coach. He's surrounding himself with good assistant coaches. And while I, I despised him when he was an undergrad, uh, I learned that he was also a, a supreme marketing individual who's, uh, who has got a it kind of thing that others don't have. And I think he'll probably do well. He's done well wherever he is. He's kind of got that winner syndrome when it comes down to it. But, boy, they, they, the, the law was passed after him to make you go to class. They call it the Dion Law. Yeah. All right, and, Dave, i got to run to a break yeah. now. Thank you for your call. 146, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Bernard and Tennessee Michael get to you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Evan Fleischer. Tonight, the 32-15-1 Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the 24-22-6 Florida Panthers in a battle of the Sunshine State. The Lightning are coming off two consecutive wins, including a 5-2 triumph over the LA Kings. Catch our coverage of the game right here, starting at 6.30. LeBron James is 36 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time NBA scoring record after his 27-point performance in the Lakers' loss on Saturday. James is expected to surpass the 38,387-point mark on either Tuesday against Oklahoma City or Thursday against the Milwaukee Bucks. 
In high school news, the 2023 Boys Basketball District tournaments kick off today with a 1A matchup between Chiefland and Dixie County at 5. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Evan Fleischer. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive, and... You can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Kumo tires, test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people's search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. The Gators are here. Bunched it with the right hand. Powered up. Goes our quarter right. Three on the way. Good, good, good. Shoots off the glass and in. Foul on the play. This is Gator Country. Goes for the dunk. Blocked from behind by Fudge. Angle right three. Bang! Got it. That'll do it. A W for the Gators. This is Florida basketball on the Gators Sports Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Okay, let's wrap up our show today. We'll start with Bernard. Bernard, hello. Hey, I'm all right, Steve. I've got, still got this football hangover, Steve. So, uh, first, Steve, do you believe there's truth to that athletic article about the NID with Florida and Jaden Rashad? Yes. Okay. All righty. So, I'll go on to my next point, Steve. So, I'm still in the football. I can't get off football, the transfer, port, and recruiting found myself watching some Gator basketball Saturday night. And this team, they're close, but they're not quite good enough. There was like a couple of points that stand out. We play good defense against Kentucky. They take a shot. We can't get that defensive rebound. You don't complete your defensive possession until you get that rebound. We didn't get it. Kentucky hit a three. But I think Will Richard offset, and we're still down by three. And Florida goes down with, what, 36 seconds, and they try to run a two-man game with Castleton and Marion Jones. 
and he threw up a crazy look. To me, it was just execution. To me, Steve, that game was there for Florida to win. We we just didn't execute, and we're just not good enough. I do think that coming from the University of San Francisco, I I, I think I expect better things for from the coach Golden because I think you know he, he's getting his feet wet, and I think you you don't actually you have to touch the stove to see that it's hot. And I think this year he's getting a, a firsthand look at what is needed to be successful in SEC basketball. Steve close but not good enough. Uh, Castleton wore out. Uh, some big week, but uh, I, I, I would like to see Calcium instead of eight rebound, maybe 12 rebound, and maybe that would have been the difference in Florida winning the game. Steve, you have a good rest of the day, okay? All right, Bernard, thank you. I mean, there's. I, I, I'm going to try to say this diplomatically without stepping on fans' feet, okay? There was a segment of the fan base that did not want Mike White here. So he gets run off. All right? It was a team. He was run off because they didn't make the NCAA tournament. So in the transfer portal, Golden went out and got some guys. And look, uh, Will Richard, I think, has a good future. Riley Kugel has a good future. But there are still holes on this team. Look what look at LSU in their first year coach. They got one league win. Florida at least is on the bubble. So given that, yeah. I mean, is it frustrating a little bit to see, you know, a bounce here, a rebound there, but I, I the efforts there, now they have to go out and recruit and get better players to go after the weaknesses they have. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, into the show here. I was going to chat you up about the Super Bowl. I got a question about that real quick. But I'm seeing this like everybody else about Rashada coming out of the athletic and um, outkick, I guess, is where everything's trending today. Is this true that Florida had to pay Miami six figures? I don't know if it's true or not. I've heard so many different things about this. Um, But I'm glad, at least, that there's some numbers out there that we can all look at. And and decide, you know, good, bad, wrong, right. Yeah, it's wild, wild west, of course. But if the um, uh, outkick saying the Florida collect has already paid Miami's collect is six figures. Yeah, if that's the case, that's the case, man. And um, by the way, uh, lawyers, is he enrolled in Arizona State? Rashada? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't care. As of na- as of now, he's got nothing coming to him, Steve. Right. And they're talking about lawyers and lawsuits. This is just a complete mess. It's not anything to do with Florida, so you know. Good luck to him. Five hundred k up front, and you guys were going to pay him two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. That's what's up, uh, what the numbers are. Okay, a month, a month. All right, Steve. One last thing in the show. You got an opinion on the Super Bowl yet? No, I will later in the week. I, I'll go with my home's route. Hang in there. Okay, thank you. I mean, there wasn't a question there; it was a comment. I'm not sure what to say, um, but. Look, I don't – I can't think of a time, and, and maybe if I thought hard enough about it, I could, where I've wished a student athlete uh, bad luck, you know, when they've left here. There, there's no sense in that. 
There just isn't. But I think the best thing here can be everybody has learned a lesson from this whole Rashada business. And you move on. I promise you Florida will get another quarterback after spring ball when the next portal opens up because and here's the place that I'm looking at for a possibility Ole Miss that quarterback room is as stacked as any quarterback room in the country now that Spencer Sanders came from Oklahoma State you have the incumbent starter and another guy that came in who's been a starter well, something is going to not work there. Somebody is going to be a third stringer that's used to being a first stringer. That's got transfer written all over it. Now the question becomes, do you come in here and, let, I mean, let's just for conversation's sake say it's one of those guys, okay? Do you want to come here and compete with another guy that Florida got out of the transfer portal who was a veteran quarterback. And you'll still end up being, if you lose the job, a backup. Or do you go to a place where, okay, maybe it isn't exactly where I want to go, but I can start, I can play. That's that's what the portal is. That's what the portal is. It'll be fun to see if that works or not. Bill has one more question about the Rashada stuff. Uh, he said, why wouldn't the collective honor the agreement? Well, there's two schools of thought out there. One is, didn't have, to, uh, didn't have enough money to cover it. Or number two, decided not to do it. And again, without anybody from there to specifically say this was the case, then, you know, but the numbers are staggering. I'm going to go by what I said earlier. There's grown men and women who just don't think a 17-year-old should make more money than they do after they worked all their life. Because, again, what have they done to earn it? I've heard that a lot, and I get it. By the way, Purdue, Mark Wise is a wise man. He said he would vote Purdue to stay number one in the AP poll despite their loss to Indiana. They stayed number one, and Tennessee dropped from two to six after losing to Florida and then winning that 46-43 to barn burner against Auburn. That was so hard to watch. But if you're in the winning end, and the way the game ended, too, it was obviously a foul. But, you know, if you're going to complain about Auburn, you still would have had to make foul shots to tie the game, et cetera, et cetera. It isn't like a foul shot lost the game. It lost the opportunity to perhaps stay in the game. That is the best way to say it. That's our show for today. 
Thanks to all the high school coaches who came on today as boys basketball begins district play. Going to get some girls coaches on later in the week. Tomorrow, James Bates and his dad will be here. That'll be fun. We'll be in the studio, I hope. In the meantime, thanks to Elliot for producing the show today. We thank you for listening. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WYUF, I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents The Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. The pivot in Tuscaloosa has happened. That's never been good news. Not for the rest of us. It is Chuck Oliver's show on a Monday. I hope everybody's having a glorious, glorious existence. When I say the pivot in Tuscaloosa has happened, it's never been good news, not since Nick Saban left Miami. That was a pivot. I am the coach of the Miami Dolphin pivot, which <clears throat> here's the funny thing. As I recall, and this is as I recall, so it's under that banner, I mean, Nick Saban, my gosh, he's a grown man. He defend himself, and the thing is, he don't even need to. But as I recall, back in the day, the criticism, part of it when he left Miami, because uh, you just wanted to criticize him for anything, but um, he took the money, he sold out, and I was like, oh, I think he was making more at Miami. But well, at least when he left, I think. But he left, and so that was a pivot. And the pivots we have seen since Nick Saban left Miami ain't been good for everybody else, not normally. The latest, all right, I'm on the wrong side, new side uh, pivot from Coach Saban is with name, image, likeness. A year ago, Texas A&M built their recruiting class by spending money through name, image, likeness. And, and that's really bad. Today, today, Nick Saban is more in favor of Alabama kids getting their money through name, image, likeness and encouraging fans to be part of it than anyone. Now, when I say fans, I'm using that as just the the literal uh, translation of it, as well as all those concerned with Alabama football and the results. Um, because of a new collective, Yay Alabama, 
I grew up my whole life here. Um, because of the new collective, the new name, image, likeness collective for Crimson Tide Athletics with the backing of football coach Nick Saban and A.D. Greg Byrne. Because of Yay Alabama, we now actually can break down the differences between fans and corporate donors and et cetera, and even the level of your fandom. More about that in a minute. But today, what Nick Saban thinks, year ago it was they bought their kids. And it kind of was true. Yeah, there's a lot of great reasons kids have been going to Texas A&M forever and ever, amen. 